Let's open our Bibles, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Uh, let's see. Do uh, any of you ever feel like giving up? Any of you ever feel like giving up? You know, sometimes I, I definitely feel like just quitting, giving up. So the title of my message today is The Five Quick, Easy Steps on Giving Up. Not really. I just want to give up sometimes. I just want to quit. It's just, an, it's just too much. You know, the, the, the stuff that we have in our lives, she talked about being busy, you know, uh, maybe it's a job that you have. You just want to quit. Maybe it's a project that you're working on. It's just too much. And you just come to the end of yourself. I just, I just, I just going to quit. Maybe it's a relationship, you know. Maybe it's a marriage. You know, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to quit. I give up. Maybe it's, maybe it's your walk with Jesus. You know, you, you just come to a place where it's just not happening. You just, I, I just can't do it anymore. I'm just going to go and, and, and leave it all behind. Maybe it's even your very life. I'm just going to give up. You say, well... No, that's not happening to anybody here. But you know what? I, 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 with a group that's this size, it's not large, but a group this size, there are people that have gotten to the place where they're ready to just pack it all in, give up. It's us. It's reality. It's truth. It's the, what we face in life, isn't it? Just, just want to give up. Can't do this anymore. Why do we, why do we want to give up? What are some of the reasons? You tell me. Why do we want to give up? Why do you want to give up? Aggravation. Aggravation. Yeah. What else? Pain. Huh? Pain. pain. Just pain. Just tired of the pain. What else? Discouragement. Just so discouraged. I just can't, I can't take it anymore. Just so discouraged. I feel that sometimes. Just get so discouraged. Like you don't even want to get up. You don't want to get, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to. Step out. What else? No hope. No hope. You just feel hopeless. Like, what's the point? Why, why even bother? What else? There's a few more. Well, there's probably many more, but. Don't see any results. You don't see any results. Like, there's no success. There's no, nothing happening. Why should I keep doing this? There's, I'm not getting anywhere. And maybe even the opposite of that, not only that you don't see results, but you're actually failing. So why should I keep going? I'm just, I'm just failing. It's every time I try, it's, there's just no point in it. Anybody else? Heard something else over here? Gratitude. Yeah, there's no thanks in it, no gratitude. You feel defeated. Feel defeated. It's hard. Simple. It's hard. Weakness of the flesh. The weakness of the flesh. You just <laughs> flesh. Lonely. Man, we're touching a nerve here. Just tired. Just just worn out, weary. Anything else? Everybody, we've all got our own reasons, I think. 
Sometimes opposition, people just, you know, you're trying to do the right thing, you're trying to do a good thing, and people are just fighting you every step of the way. So I'm just, forget it, I'm just going to give up, I'm just going to quit. What's the answer? What is the answer for all this? No, it's a, it's a phrase that you, it's a marketing phrase called just do it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. But that's not the answer, is it? I say that with a little uh, sarcasm. The Bible talks about this thing called perseverance and, and uh, about not giving up and, and going on. And, and really, it's found in this passage that we're looking at today that we began last week, and I, I want to continue there. So let's, let's read those verses there, Second Thessalonians chapter 1, keeping in mind this this theme that we're looking at. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials that you are enduring. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we and uh, we know, as we've just experienced, that there are a lot of reasons that we just want to quit. We just want to give up, Lord. And, and I pray you would, you would give us what we need today, each one of us. Put a fire in us that we might carry on, that we might keep on keeping on. And, and we know that you are the God who is behind us, inside of us, the God that, who is uh, equipping us to fight that good fight. So help us today to understand and to, to be encouraged, Lord, by your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You know, we talked last time about growing. And I, and, I, and I see a connection here as I have been thinking about this passage for the last two weeks. This connection between growing and persevering. Because he talks about, in this passage we just read, he talks about growing in faith and growing in love. And, and the growth that takes place that we need, and, and I think we, as we realize, I need to grow. And so many times, you know, we, we, we become stagnant, we get to that place where we're not growing anymore, and, and I think that affects our willingness or our, even our attitude about, I, I, you know, I can't do it anymore. But spiritually, we haven't been growing. We've kind of got to a place where nothing is happening. We're, we're not seeking after God and what He might want to do and how He might want to bring this growth in, in our lives. And so we talked last time about growing in faith. And, and uh, you know, when, when, we, when something's happening within us in, in relation to our faith, it, faith is basically trust in God. Faith is th that we trust in Him. And so... It, it seems to me a very real connection between that and persevering that if I know and I'm trusting in God that He's doing something in me and I trust Him that He's, that he's able, willing and able to work in my life and in the, the lives around me, I'm going to want to go on because He's with me. You know, Joshua, when we've been studying Joshua on Wednesday nights and Joshua, he was told, you know, that, that he had to take over for Moses. Moses had died. And so Joshua had to take over. And he said, listen, this is what I want you to do. But he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We know that phrase. 
But he told, Mo, he told Joshua that because he had equipped him and he and he'd called him to do what he wanted him to do. But he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. So this growing in faith, trusting that God is with us, that he is with us. It's a simple, simple thing. And I'm not talking about having this faith that, you know, you, you're calling out things and mountains are moving and all that. There, we can study about that and, and, and there's reality to growing in faith and sometimes how faith can move mountains, maybe not literally uh, for us, but Jesus, you know, uh, works through us through faith. But it's simple faith of just knowing that God is with me, that God is with me. We sing that song, He is with us, He is with us always, always. I love that. He's with us always. So we're growing in faith and, and with the right soil, and we heard about plants and growing with the right soil and the nutrients and the water and everything that's needed. It, it just, this miracle, God does this miracle. And I, and I love the way, the way she described it. God did something through something simple like just making plants grow. And God did this miraculous thing. And she goes like, wow, uh, you know, something happened. Something is happening between me and other people, between me and the church, between me, even between me and my husband. Like, wow. So this idea that, that God does something through simple things, through simple things, through being involved in different ways, and involvement is the word I used last week, the word of God, being involved with God's word, being involved with the fellowship of people, being involved in, in prayer, being involved in, in uh, serving some way, somehow. There's a lot of needs that you could uh, actually get involved in. We don't get up here and, and, and you know, give a list of needs every week, but there are a lot of needs that people could do. And, and I'm talking about just physical things. But there's a lot of spiritual needs, too, that people, I, I think that people are gifted to be able to do something with and help out in the body and get connected somehow. Is that true? I think so. Hope I'm not just making that up. So their faith was growing, and that, that led to uh, perseverance. Persecution, oh, that's later. That led to perseverance, and they said, you know, I trust you, God, that you'll get me through this. I trust you that you'll give me strength. I trust you that, that, that you know, we're on this path together, and, and no matter what may come my way, you won't let go. We sang that song, right? No matter what may come my way, you won't let go. You see, it's not, that, it's not all based on me and what I can do, but on what he is doing. You know, that song kind of, there, there's a couple different versions that use those kinds of words, you know, that, that I won't let go of him. But I, I think what's actually stronger is when we sing about him not letting go of us, right? Because that's where the power is. Because we're just weak, and someone said the flesh, I'm just weak, I'm just ready to let go, I'm ready to give up. But, but he never gives up, never gives up on us. So that's number one, that leads to perseverance. The second one, we, we see it there, the love that every one of you have for each other is increasing, that they were actually growing in love for each other. You say, well, gosh, how could that be? Well, I, I think the truth of it is that we need to grow in love for each other. I think because we're, we're human beings and, and, and we, we, you know, number one, we need love. 
And number two, we need to give love. We can't just always be expecting it to come to me. We need to learn how to give it out to each other. And when we grow in that, it, and, and it's just a perfect example. She said, when, I, when these things were happening, I just felt the loneliness went away. There was, you know, there was like purpose when we, are, we begin to like look around at somebody around me. Besides just thinking about what I need, my own desires and wants. So this word he talks about here that he says that their love for each other is increasing. The word is literally superabounding. So it, it got to the place where it was like superabounding. Now I don't know about you, but that does that doesn't um, like feel like what I feel. I don't feel like love's superabounding, but that's what he said was happening to those people there. Do any of you feel that way? You get here and you go, man, you just you, ah, you're just like super abounding with love for that person next to you. You go, ah. No, you get here and you go, that person didn't say hi to me this time. Ah. You know, that guy took the last donut. I wanted that chocolate one. So selfish. You know, the default mode for us is to, to have issues with each other. That's default. That's what our norm is. But, but what God wants and what was happening there, and Paul's going, loud, wow, he noticed that he could see it, was that their love was for each other was growing. They could see it like when people come to a church, they can tell if you love each other or not in that church. And if you don't, they'll say, well, that was weird. I don't know what was going on there, but, man, they wouldn't even look at each other, wouldn't talk to each other. They got in there, and as soon as it was over, they bolted out, and they didn't even, like, say hi to each other. I know when I went to church first time, there was, like, some love thing happening there. I didn't know what it was. I wasn't smart enough to really understand, like, what was going on. But, but people see that. People sense it. And Paul said, man, something's going on with you people over there. You're like, love is increasing it's superabounding for each other. So I think we should ask ourselves, is that, is that like reality for me? Is that really something that's going on in my life? Or is it like something I really, I need to ask God about? Like, I need to ask God to like do something in my life that, that's, that it might happen. Interesting thing enough is Paul, earlier in 1 Thessalonians, Paul uh, said that he prayed for them. Let me read to you what he said. He said, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. He says, May the Lord do this thing. And then in 2 Thessalonians, he's saying, Wow, God answers prayer. And so for you and I, if that's not happening, well, maybe we should make, make that prayer part of our lives. God, help my love to grow for the people that uh, are around me. And Paul said not just for the people in the church, but even for people around us, that we would actually have a love thinking about that. And agape love is, is, is an is a others-centered love, not a selfish love, but others-centered to think about them and, and what is going on in their life. You know what I, I, I think, and I, I know this by personal experience, is that when, we're, when we have that love kind of coming through us for other people, 
we don't feel so lonely. We don't feel so uh, self-centered. When we, when we are just completely focused on ourselves and, and that's all I want to think about, that's when I get depressed. When, I, when all I can think about is me and how I feel and what I want and what I'm not getting and, and all the rest of it, that's when I get depressed. And to break out of that and to begin to let love flow through me to somebody else, and then you forget all about, like, yourself. Try it. Next time you're depressed, maybe you're depressed right now, just um, wink your right eye to me if you're depressed right now so no one else can see you. <laughs> Look at all those winks. Maybe you're depressed right now, and, 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 and you know what? Just think for a moment. Just pray for that somebody right in front of you or right next to you and say, God, help me to love that person and bless that person. And it's just begin to, like, our eyes begin to take a different direction. God answered. And it's a supernatural love. It really is. It's not just a human love. It's a supernatural love that he's talking about here in these verses. And, and God will answer that prayer. He will. I believe he will. But, but we have to pray it, right? Somehow... You know, the Bible says God knows the things we need before we even ask, but it doesn't say that He's always going to give us the things we need before we ask. In fact, He says you have, you have not because you ask not, right? And James says. So we need to pray and say, well, this is what was happening to them, and, and Paul prayed for them, so I'm going to pray for me that my faith would grow and that my love would grow, that I would be a channel for His amazing uh, supernatural agape love that, that I don't have. To be honest with you, I don't have it. And I definitely don't have it for you. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, actually, there's some truth in that. God, I, I, I've got to get the love from God to, to love you. Not because you're unlovable. Well, maybe some of you... <laughs> But you know what I'm trying to say. We talked about the guy who said, I believe, help my unbelief. Well, I could say, uh, I love, but help my unlove. Because I got a lot of that. I got a little bit of love, but, but I need more. I need more. And, I, and, and, and to trust the Lord and to have that. Turn with me, if you would, to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Say, so what's all this got to do with giving up? Well, I think it is connected, and, I, and I, I see that. As they were growing in their faith, as they were growing in their love, they, they just carried on. They just went for it. They just didn't give up. Paul saw that. But Romans chapter 5, look what it says in verses 3 through 5. He says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because, note this, because God has poured out His love into our hearts 
by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. His love. God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. You see that, that kind of that, that progression there of these things happening. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance brings character, and character brings hope, and hope doesn't disappoint us. In that, in, but it all kind of gets back to the love of God being poured into our lives and hearts. His love. It leads, us, it leads us to perseverance. You see, having this love, it gives us the reason to go on because, because if you really love, you're going to want to carry on. If all you love is yourself, well, you might not want to carry on. But if you're really loving someone else and caring about someone else, you're not going to do something. You're not just going to give up and quit because you're going to think, it, how would it affect them? How might I hurt them if I just quit? And even if I just take my own life, it's got to be one of the most selfish things, isn't it? Say, well, yeah, but, but you don't know the pain. You don't know the suffering. You don't know how it feels inside when I, when I get to that place where I just want to quit and end it all. I do understand. And, and we all understand to, to one degree or another, but, but, but the people that we hurt when we, when we give up like that is is beyond belief. It's beyond belief. It, but, but if God's love is flowing through us and we're loving them, huge difference. Why would I want to hurt them in that way? It's not all about me. 2 Thessalonians again in verse uh, 4, he said that he was boasting about them, about their perseverance and about their faith in all the persecutions and the trials that they were enduring. He says he was boasting about it, and, and, and that's kind of interesting because we kind of know that boasting is not that cool, right? And I think part of it is, is because usually boasting, you're boasting about yourself, right? Or you might be boasting about your kids. It doesn't go much further than that. But he was boasting about what was going on down there. He was really boasting about what God was doing in the lives of those people. He was saying, look at that. You want to know what you know, perseverance is? Look at those people over there. Those Thessalonians, they just, they just don't give up. They don't quit. That's, that is something to boast about, I think. I think for somebody to say that about you, wow, so-and-so... Man, he just doesn't give up. He just keeps going. He's, he's got tenacity, that big word. I don't know what it means, but it sounds pretty good. I understand not giving up. So somebody say that about you. Can they say that about you? Or are, they, are you one of the guys, you know, things get a little tough, and you say, nah, that's it, I'm done. I'm going to go try something else. No, that's a little tough, a little persecution, a little trial there. I'm going to go on to something else. No. Or is it someone that they say about you or me, you know, they, they, just, they just held on. They just kept going. They didn't give up. That word perseverance is a, a word that, and I put it up there for you, cheerful or hopeful endurance, a steady determination to keep going. That's what the word is translated, the word that we translate here, perseverance, some versions uh, call it patience. It's really perseverance or patience to hang on. It's faith to trust. 
Faith to hold on. No matter what's going on in your life. You feel like giving up, it's too soon. It's not the right time. I want you to turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Got a few more verses to look at. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. It says, you need to what? Persevere. That's the same word that we see over in 2 Thessalonians. You need to persevere. You need to carry on. You need to not give up so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. He says for in just a very little while, and he goes on talking, that He who is coming will come, will not delay. You need to persevere. Hear that. That's what He's saying to you and to me. You need to persevere. You, you, giving up is not the right choice. You need to persevere. You need to be determined to keep going. In your own strength, no, definitely not. But trusting in God, that faith, and the love that He wants to pour through us, getting involved and in, in being a channel of His love. Well, one more in Hebrews chapter 12. Look ahead a couple of chapters. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with what? Perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. There's so much in those verses that those are most incredible verses, but, but there, there are things that hinder us. There are things that hold us. There are sins that, that keep us from persevering. We need, to, we need to let go, jettison those things so that we can persevere, so that we can carry on. There's stuff, uh, our own baggage that keeps us from persevering. He says, people are watching. Say, which witnesses are you talking about? Are those the witnesses in heaven that are watching us or the witnesses right around us watching us? Well, I think it's probably both. People are watching. People that you work with. People in your family. People in your church. Throw off everything that hinders the sin so easily entangles and run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Sometimes we just want to give up. We just want to give up. And you know what I find? It's the little things. It's not always the giant things. It's those little things that, that just say, that's it. The straw that broke the camel's back. I'm done. I'm quit. You know, I work on cars sometimes. It's like a quote-unquote hobby until I face those little things. You know, there's one bolt. It's a big job, and there's one bolt that is, that is stripped or broken or whatever, and that one thing takes like, you know, two hours to take care of. It's a little thing. It happens all the time. It's a little thing. You know, the toilet paper is not on the right way. You know, I've been waiting to say this for a long time about this. This is, this is important. If the toilet paper is not on the right way, then turn it around. Okay? I've said it. I've been waiting to say that for a long time. Don't get into a fight about it. Don't give up. That's it. I'm done. Why? Because the toilet paper. 
You know, it's a little thing. It's stupid little things. And you're going to give up and, and throw away, you know, 10 years of marriage? It's insanity. But God says, go on. He says, I'm with you when we want to quit. I'll get you through those little things. I'll get you through the big things. Sometimes we have more faith for the big things and we don't have any faith for the tiny little things. We want to quit. I just want to quit. But you know, I think about this sometimes. I think, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to give it up. I'm going to quit. And then I think, well, what am I going to do? Well, then what will I do? Where will I go? Like if, I'm, you know, my job, you know, I think, that's it. I can't take it. I can't do it anymore. And then I think, what will I go do? Not that I couldn't find something. It's just like it's not the right choice, right? That's why, you know, in John chapter 666, that's easy to remember, right? 666, it says that Jesus said some things to his disciples and it says, from that time on, many of his disciples, they turned back and they no longer followed him. They quit. I'm done. 666, think about that. But Jesus says to his disciples, the one that did say, he says, you don't want to leave, do you? What about you? Are you going to quit too? Is that, have you had enough too? He didn't quite use that attitude. But Simon Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Is there anywhere else you're going to go? There's nowhere else to go. There's no one else that has the words of eternal life. There's no one else that, that knows the truth like Jesus does. You can go try, and, and many of us have. We've gone out and tried this and tried that, but it's just like empty. It's like smoke, smoke and mirrors. It's not there. We believe, he says, and know that you are the Holy One of God, Jesus. You are the Holy One of God. There's nowhere else to go. I can't quit. I can't give up. He's there for me. Another uh, thing about this life, and, and it, it's so true, is that our, our, life is like a marathon, and it's not like a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a marathon, and, and, and we just got to keep going. You know, I've never done a marathon, but, you know, you can see them on TV and stuff, and, and it's a lot of work and, and a lot of preparation. I've seen that. But um, the Boston Marathon there at Hill Number 19, there's what they call Heartbreak Hill. Have you heard of it? Heartbreak Hill. And it's, it's like there's a series of hills, and they finally get to mile 19, and it's like this really steep hill. But they also say that at around mile 19 that the runners, they, uh, they uh, what's the phrase? They, uh, they hit the wall. Sorry, I couldn't remember that. They hit the wall, right? And that means that you get to this place where your body is just like saying, that's it, I'm done, I'm, I'm finished. It's interesting, they kind of cor they correspond, right? They hit the wall right when they hit Heartbreak Hill. That's interesting. Is that like life sometimes? You know, we, we hit that wall and we're also, we're at the hardest spot maybe, where the heartbreak that is part of life and we're going, I, I, don't, I just don't know if I can do it. But when you look at those races, the Boston Marathon, uh, for example, they don't quit. They just keep going. 
They just keep going. They don't quit. Why? They want to get to the finish line. In 1986, there was a guy named Bob Wheeland, and he ran in the New York City Marathon, and he had been in Vietnam. He lost both his legs in Vietnam. How many of you heard about this? He lost both of his legs in Vietnam, but he wanted to run in the marathon, and, and so they let him, and so basically he ran on his hands. And uh, he kind of broke the record of the longest one to finish the marathon. It took him four days, two hours, 48 minutes, and 17 seconds to finish, but he finished. And he encouraged people all, all around on the track. When he finally got to the end, there were people there cheering on him on four days later after the marathon had, had you know, finished with most of the runners. There was a guy I spoke to a, about a week and a half ago, and he was, he was talking to me about uh, planting a church, and he said to me, if, if there was one thing that you could tell me, we talked about other stuff, but he said, if there's one thing you could tell me about planting a church, what it would be, what would it be? And I said to him, perseverance. That, that if you start something like this, you need to carry on. You need to go. You, you can't just stop. And, if, and, and I, I've learned this by experience. Just, you get discouraged or you want to quit. And as a matter of fact, we did quit, in a sense. We were here, and, and, and uh, we got discouraged. I got very discouraged, and I quit, and we, we moved to Connecticut, right? You know the story, many of you. We moved to Connecticut. I got over to Connecticut, and I said, wow, what am I doing here? It was, it was like being in the wilderness, and I put myself there because I, I gave up. And God graciously said, okay, are you ready to get back to it now? I said, okay. We came back to Rhode Island, and we've been here ever since. Perseverance. Never quit. Never stop. Never quit growing. Never quit, uh, you know, letting God build your faith. Never let, you know, stop letting God build the love, that agape love in us. Sounds kind of simple, though, doesn't it? But it really is simple. It's all about God working in us. Paul said in Galatians 6, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We, if we carry on, if we keep on, keeping on. Someone wrote that, you know, it's often we get to like the, the you know, uh, the one yard line and we quit. We're almost there. And we give up just before. We're almost going to cross that goal line we, and we quit. I want to um, look at one Old Testament passage and we'll, we'll finish there. 2 Chronicles chapter 15. 2 Chronicles chapter 15. Because this is a theme in both the Old and the New Testament. 2 Chronicles chapter 15. Starting in verse 1, it says, The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, son of Oded, and he, he went out to meet Asa, and Asa was a king. And he said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him, and if you seek him. He will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. 
For a long time, it says, Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach, and without the law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought Him, and He was found by them. In those days, it was not safe to travel about, for all the inhabitants of the land were in great turmoil. One nation was being crushed by another, one city by another, because God was troubling them with every kind of distress. But as for you, this prophet says from the Lord to King Asa, but as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. In verse 8, when Asa heard these words in the prophecy of Azariah, the son of Oda, the prophet, he took courage. He went on and did a bunch of other things too, but the first thing it says was he, he took courage. So I want to say to you today, and, and, and hopefully it's a word from God for you, is do not give up. Do not give up. Don't quit. Don't give up. Your work will be rewarded. I don't know about you, but I want to be like Paul in 2 Timothy where he says this. He says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. I didn't quit, he says. He knew his time was coming to an end. He didn't give up, but he already knew they were about to martyr him. But he says, I, you know, I went to the finish line. I didn't quit before I got there. God help us to grow. God help us to grow in our faith and our trust and our love that we'd be able to persevere. God help us to get to the finish line and never give up. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. It's an amazing word, and, and it, uh, it really does hit, hit home. It's home for me. And from what we heard earlier, it, hit, it, hit, it hits home for so many, many of us when we get to that wall. We hit that wall and we want to quit. We want to give up. But you are there to encourage us and say, keep on. Don't quit now. I'm going to take care of it. And also, I'm going to return. And, and, and so fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher, perfecter of our faith. Run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Father, help us to do that. We're just weak, sinful, tired, discouraged, lonely, human beings. But Lord, we pray you'd fill us with your spirit and pour out your love in us like we read about in Romans chapter 5. Help us, Lord, we pray. Father, I, I pray today as well for any that have not come to that place to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Maybe that's you today as we're praying and, and you can simply open your life to him and Maybe you, you're, you understand what it means to feel hopeless and helpless and want, wanting to quit on life, but, but Jesus can give you the hope and a purpose and a reason to live. And all you need to do is receive him and, and trust him and say, Jesus, come into my life. I, I am lost. I am hopeless. Please come in and, and fill me with your love today, here, 
July 6, 2014. Father, we thank you for your love for us, and may we be channels to love one another. In Jesus' name, amen.